Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. Our big question for this week, does prayer work and how do I pray anyway? Today our co-host is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastoral leader of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome, Helen. Well, hi, Gary. It's so good to be here. Your your enthusiasm is catching. It's infectious. Well, I tell you what, I am really excited to actually have you back in our studio oh. again because one of the things that, that people really appreciate is that the way that you're able to take uh, complex issues, simplify them, and share them uh, so readily. Oh, it, it's fantastic to have you back again. Um, Helen, tell us, how have you been occupying your time in the last week? Oh, I can't even think of all the week, Gary. It's just flown. and I, It's Thursday I, already. It's, it's amazing Thursday. how quickly it gets that's, there, isn't it? That's right. Yes. My, my week has been very, very busy. Um, I've been mainly a lot on the phone, a lot of emails, a lot of counselling, uh, a lot of study. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been working with the Birdwood Church. Mm-hmm. That's my main church. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, trying to keep out of mischief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. The Birdwood Church, you're very lucky to have that church because, oh, uh, folks, if ever you would like to uh, go to a wonderful little church, Birdwood, uh, the uh, Motor Museum's up at Birdwood, but that's not the reason to go there. That's the Seventh-day Adventist Church that uh, uh, Helen is lay pastoring. Uh, it's really worth it. It's a wonderful church to, well, uh, to yes. attend. Yesterday, Gary, we went. I went up, and we finally had a face-to-face, um, watching, of course, all the government rules. Yeah. And um, we had our Bible study prayer meeting yesterday afternoon. It was yeah. such a delight, yeah. absolute delight. Yeah. And what gets me is that I get such a blessing by seeing someone suddenly they realise something. Mm-hmm. They say, "I didn't know that," and yeah. it's like, "Fool!" The light's gone on. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's I know. Certainly, at my church, we had our first small group meeting just last weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, we particularly targeted those people who were um, uh, who were isolated yes. uh, or didn't have internet access. And we just by telephone we invited them. We said, "Please come along to church." And you know, I've never seen uh, people so happy. Uh, I mean, people are always happy to come to church, but uh, last uh, last weekend it was uh, went to a new level. Uh, just for people to be able to get out of yeah. their uh, of their home. Tell Fantastic. me, have you um, had a chance to watch the Hope Awakened series? Yeah, I'm. I'm really enjoying it. I enjoyed the the series before that, but John Bradshaw. Um, actually, they're all good. They, they're mm. bringing out things in a. I believe in it's. It's very serious what they're bringing out, but they're bringing it out in a simplified manner, if yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a very profound message. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the things about it is written. It is written appears to have had the ability through the years uh, to be able to present profound uh, subjects in a simple, yes. uh, easy to understand manner. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's great. Now, tell me, Helen, do you have the Faith FM app installed on your phone? Oh, Gary, you know I have. You have now. <laughs> I so, look, I have to say this, listeners, I am so excited 
Um, Gary asked me when I came in tonight, did you have it? And I thought the Radio FM app was it. I said, oh, yes, yes. And then I discovered that there is an app that I can go into. And if I have missed a broadcast on anything on that channel, I can go back and look at it or I can listen to it. And it's clearer to listen to. I'm so excited, Gary. I can't wait. I just can't wait. You took me into it. We've installed it on the phone. Wow. Yeah, no, it, it's a fantastic yes. little app. You know, I uh, one or two people have downloaded a Faith FM app, but there's a Faith FM American app uh, that won't get all the Australian, the really good Australian material. But what we have is a Faith FM Australia. Just go to your app store, download Faith FM Australia, and the really good thing about it is that everything that uh, Faith FM Australia does broadcast is there in your uh, on that app as a podcast. Which means as you're walking along of a morning, you can listen again to the program, enjoy some of the music perhaps. And uh, to me, I'm really excited about that app. I think it's one of the best things that Faith FM Australia has actually put out. So can I encourage you, if you want to grab that app, go to your faith, uh, go to your app store, whichever store is your favourite. Just type in a search, search for Faith FM Australia and download that app. And I think you'll come to love. You'll really appreciate it. It's free. There's no cost. Uh, there's no add-on cost later. Uh, you'll really enjoy uh, that particular uh, app. What I'm enjoying at the moment, Gary, is sadly I couldn't listen on Tuesday because I had a counselling um, to go through with someone. And um, I thought, oh, I've missed it, not realising mm. that that app, I can actually now go back. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can go back <laughs> and I can hear the one I missed. Settle down. Hold on. Settle, I settle down. Um, I tell everybody now, now Go and get that Faith yeah, FM app. Go and get that Faith yeah. FM app. Look, we're going to come to our question of the day in just a moment. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I'd like to share with you some uh, some music. This is uh, Fountain View Academy Orchestra and Singers. Uh, they're singing uh, Higher Ground.
Welcome again to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastoral leader of the Birdwood Adventist Church. This week we're asking, does prayer work and how do I pray anyway? Today and this week we have a wonderful offer for you. At the conclusion of our drive time, we'd like to be able to pray for you. If you'd like us to pray for you, just text your first name only and the state that you live in, and we'll pray for you personally. For example, you might like to say, I'm Gary from South Australia. Just send that to us if you would like special prayer and we'll pray for you on air. Just text your request, Gary from South Australia. That's your name, not mine. From South Australia or from New South Wales or Queensland or wherever you are, text that to 0438 066635. That's 0438 066635. But before we move to our question of today, I must share with you a really remarkable story. You know, just, uh, just this week, something, something happened that really jumped out at me. It's a story that, uh, I didn't quite understand the full implications of, but, uh, it's actually the obituary of somebody who passed away. The obituary is actually in the New York Times of May 10. And of course, this concerns Little Richard. And in the New York Times, it's written like this. A little Richard, flamboyant, wild, Wild man of rock and roll dies at 87. And the article went on because it was a significant article, because he was a significant artist. He went on and it explained this. Richard Penniman, better known as Little Richard, who combined the sacred shouts of the black church and the profane sounds of the blues to create some of the world's first and most influential rock and roll Records died on Saturday in Tennessee. He was 87. The article went on to explain Little Richard didn't invent rock and roll. Other musicians had already been mining in a similar vein by the time he recorded his first hit, Tutti Frutti. But Little Richard had delved deeply into the wellsprings of gospel music and the blues, pounding the piano so furiously, the article says, and screaming as if for his very life. He raised the energy several notches and created something, not quite any music, that had been heard before. One of his band members went on and said this, he just burst onto the stage from anywhere. You wouldn't be able to hear anything but the roar of the audience. He'd be on the stage, he'd be off the stage, he'd be jumping, yelling, screaming, whipping the audience, stirring them up. The article went on to say, Presley recorded his songs. The Beatles adopted his trademark sound. Bob Dylan wrote in his high school yearbook that his ambition was to join Little Richard. It seemed that nothing could stop Little Richard's drive to the top, says his obituary, until he stopped it himself. He was at the height of his fame when he left the United States in late September 1957 and he began to tour Australia. One night in early October, before 40,000 fans at an outdoor arena in Sydney, he had an epiphany. That night, 
Russia had sent off its very first Sputnik, he told Mr White, referring to the first satellite sent into space. It looked as though it was a big fall of fire that came directly over the stadium. It sh- I shook my head. It really shook my mind. I got up from the piano and said, This is it. I'm through. I'm leaving show business to go back to God. He became at that point a travelling evangelist. He entered Oakwood College, now Oakwood University, in Huntsville, Alabama, a Seventh-day Adventist school, to study for the ministry. He cut his hair, got married, and began recording gospel music. For the rest of his life, he would be torn between the gravity of the pulpit and the pull of the stage. That was written as his obituary in the New York Times of May 10. But what a lot of people don't realise is what happened just after that night when he walked off the stage in Sydney. Because that story is one that's not recorded in the New York Times. Uh, That's recorded in another place. And this is that story. Oakwood University and Seventh-day Adventism have always played an important part in the life of former rock and roll star Little Richard. Then he goes on to talk about this change, this conversion that happened on stage and then shortly afterwards in Sydney, Australia. This was his story. One morning very early I received a phone call, said Pastor Conley, who at that time was preaching at the Australasian Missionary College, now called Avondale College. Strangely, it was a phone call from Little Richard asking if, he could, if I could come to his hotel and pray with him. I went along wondering what I would find. When I got there, a young man came to the door of his hotel suite with a Bible in his hand. He said, Come in, Elder. I'm glad that you've come. I've been fighting myself since early morning. Will you pray with me? I said, Please tell me the whole story. Then he released the fact that he was under contract in Australia of a quarter of a million dollars. That was back in 1958. It, it was all signed and sealed, he said. You know, last night in the middle of my striptease act, in the stadium, right in the middle of the yelling crowd, conscience spoke to me. If you want to live for the Lord, my conscience said, you can't live for rock and roll. Right there I made up my mind that Christ helping me, I would be through this thing forever. I looked through the telephone book. I found the... Seventh-day Adventist Church headquarters. I knew something about them in America and I rang the office and, and they rang you. And so the day wore on. As, he, as the day wore on, he cancelled. Little Richard cancelled his Melbourne appearances. Then he came to Newcastle, his saxophonist, and he were crossing a river and the saxophonist said to him, Do you know, Richard, I don't believe you're genuine this thing. a year for this religion business? What's going wrong with you? Little Richard snatched from his finger four diamond rings, valued each at over £1,000. This will convince you I'm through. He asked 
and then he threw all four of them into the Hunter River. I wonder if they're still there. From now on, said little Richard, I'm following the Lord. Inside 12 hours, he was on a plane bound for America with a broken contract. He went home to face his mum. Do you know, as I, as I read that, I, something started to, to jump out at me. In the, uh, back to that article in the New York Times, his obituary in the New York Times, they finished by saying this. By the time he had stopped performing, Little Richard was both a, was in both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He was the recipient of a Lifetime Achievement Awards from the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences and and the Rhythm Blues Foundation. Tutti Frutti was added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry in 2010. What, what a background, what a history. Do you know, the thing that really jumps out at me, Helen, is that uh, this man, he, he went backwards and forwards before the, between the stage and the pulpit for a good part of his life. But during the last 10 years, is when he went to the pulpit. Do you know one of the most powerful uh, little um, presentations I've heard in recent times is actually on YouTube. If any of our listeners are worth uh, want to listen to this, it's worth listening to. It's called Little Richard's Final Message. It's on YouTube. It was actually recorded by 3ABN. It talks about his last 10, 10 years. To date, this has had almost 2.5 million views with more than 46,000 likes. And do you know what he has got is a very powerful spiritual uh, spiritual message about the way that God changed his life. None of that is in his obituary in the New York Times. Do you know as I as I look at that as I as I consider the change that can happen in the life of a man Helen uh, how does this story, how does it impact you? Well, I'm sitting here mesmerized, I guess is the word that I want to say, but I'm also in awe of God's mighty power. You know, his power transforms, his word transforms, you know, and here is a God who cares, cares enough, not just for little Richie, but yeah. for you and I and for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And what he did for little Richie and the prayers and, and, and the answers and the transformation, he can do for anybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it is a, a, a stirring um, testimony from yeah. this man yeah. who, who was, you know, getting all that money for what he was doing. He mm. accomplished so much. Mm. And yet he wanted to give it all away because he fell in love. And, and, and this God. is really what the Holy Spirit does, isn't it? You know, I mean, um, you know, sometimes I hear people say that what we need is more education in our world, and yet I'm so conscious that it's actually not more education we need. There's actually a transforming power in the work of the Holy Spirit oh, that you actually I mean. don't get anywhere, anywhere else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people that I'm the richest person in South Australia. Don't have a lot of money. But, oh, boy, the blessings and the life yeah. more abundantly that I live yeah. sure outweighs anything else. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, that's uh, – folks, can I just encourage you, if uh, if you've got the internet available to you, uh, why not actually go, go to YouTube and just do a little search there for Little Richard Final Message. And uh, it was actually recorded by 3ABN. 
uh, and uh, this has had two and a half million million views. It's been uh, downloaded and recopied by numerous organisations. It's got 46,000 likes, but this is a message that will impact you powerfully, particularly if you remember Little Richard. Helen, are you old enough to remember Little Richard? <laughs> Hey, that's giving away a few things, isn't it? I do remember Little Richard. I do, and particularly because my brother um, had something to do with him. My brother was a drummer, and um, he was asked to accompany Little Richard at one stage when he was here in Australia. And, um, yeah, I I didn't know the whole story. Mm. You've shared it with Mm. me tonight. And I believe that the message, the final message, plus um, what you've shared tonight, with the power of the Holy Spirit can change other people's lives. Yeah. That, you know, it's like, if you like, I'd put like to put it, preaching from the grave, mm, mm, you mm. know, which is what I believe um, his life, the change in his life. You know, it's just it's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's all inspiring, Gary. Yes, it is, and indeed. Mm. Folks, let's come to some music. This is Bill and Gloria Gaither, and this is a medley. This could be uh, the breaking of the day. Yeah. 
does the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastoral leader of the Birdwood Adventist Church. And this week we're asking, does prayer work and how do you pray anyway? Uh, Today... We have a wonderful offer for you. At the conclusion of our drive time, we would really love to be able to pray for you. If you'd like us to pray for you, just text your first name only and the state that you live in, and we'll pray for you personally at the end of our program. You might like to say, pray for Gary from South Australia. Don't tell us anything else. We'd love to be able to pray for you. If you'd like us to pray for you, just Send your text to 0438 That's 0438 But let's come to our big question of the week. Does prayer work and how do you pray anyway? Helen, what is prayer to you? How, how do you practice prayer? Uh, I mean, where have you seen prayer empower change you know do you have any practical prayer pointers for powerful prayer well <laughs> that's a fair bit isn't it that was a fair bit that's Gary. a fair yes, bit it, was. it is indeed um, in answer to um, have I seen prayer empower change well I'd like to say have you got several hours because mm. I have witnessed so many answers to prayer Gary, so many answers to prayer. You'll need to read about it in my book. That sounds... Well, I'm looking forward to it coming out, actually. <laughs> Haven't had time lately to get to it. But does prayer work? Yes, it does. And I will share some things with you in a moment on that one. Um, but I, I want to say, let's let's just think about what, what prayer... I know we've discussed it through the week, but just briefly, I think what we need to think about is not just what is real prayer. I think we need to think about what is effective prayer. Mm. You know, mm. what is effective prayer? And really, that's the beginning of our journey, isn't it? Effective prayer. We, how did you discuss last night with Lindy? You know, how do you how do you pray? You know, what do you do? And for me, um, I've read some some definitions of it, but for me. Prayer is speaking to God as a friend, mm-hmm. as a friend like I have never had before, mm-hmm. a friend who will never let me down, mm-hmm. a friend who loves me unconditionally, mm-hmm. a friend who listens to me and inclines mm-hmm. his ear towards me, a friend who answers prayer. Sometimes he says yes straight away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he says no. Mm-hmm. Other times he may say, just wait for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, but he is so. It's almost faithful. like a loving parent, isn't it? You know, because that's, that, it's this um, a concept that you know he is our heavenly father, and he functions exactly the same way as a loving parent does. You know, a loving parent doesn't always just say a yes to everything that their children ask. Mm, mm, that's true. Although I think he's even more than a loving parent. 
if I can say that. I like I like you using that though. But when I say prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend, it's not that it's necessary in order to make known to God what we want or what we are or what mess we're in or anything that like that. It's really in, in order for us to enable to receive him mm. into our life. Prayer doesn't bring God down to us, Gary. Prayer actually brings us up to him. And those words came from a writer that I just love that I, I, <clears throat> I believe it's a very good book, Steps to Christ, that is actually an incredibly powerful oh. little book. It's only a book of uh, about a hundred pages, yes. but it sort of tells a person how they can come to Christ. And uh, the gospel is so encapsulated in that in that book that I, I I've come I've actually read it a number of times myself. Really appreciate it. It's a wonderful book if uh, if our listeners uh, are interested in this particular subject. Can I make an offer, Gary, if anybody wants the book? Certainly. To get in touch with us? Yes. And um, I'll organise for that for them? Yes. I would yes. love them yes. to have them in, in their hands. Yeah. Anyway, there's another part here. It's conversation with, with God. Now, when I mean that, what's a conversation, Gary? We're having a conversation. It's a two-way, it's, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think some people forget that with prayer. And I've done that myself. I've run in and I've rattled off a whole lot of stuff. I might be praising God or I might be saying about this, that and everything else. And then I said, amen, and rushed about my business. But that's one of the challenging things about prayer because, uh, you know, I mean, how do you actually hear God speak to you? Yeah. And that's the awesomeness of God Mm. because he allows us to do that, Gary. Mm. And yet he still will listen. He will still answer our prayer. You know, let's let's remember, though, that he answers our prayer for our best good, for his honor and glory, Mm. not Mm. for our wants, although that does come into it. Mm -hmm. But often it's our needs or the needs of someone else. So I believe that's that's a really key point. Key in the hand of faith is another word that I've heard. You know, a key in the hand of faith that we have got, you know, been given to us. It's a gift mm, prayer, absolute mm. gift. And and I believe it's, it's a gift that is so awesome because we're talking about talking with the king of kings. Yeah, yeah. You know, the creator of the universe, Gary. You know, how dare any of us think we're worthy to come into his presence? Mm. And yet he invites us in mm, mm. boldly. He says, come on. Come in. It's the breath of the soul is another one. Prayer is the breath of the soul. It is the secret of spiritual power. No other means of grace can be substituted and the health of the soul be preserved. Prayer brings the heart into immediate contact with the wellspring of life, strengthens the sinew and muscle of the religious experience. Neglect the exercise of prayer or engage in prayer spasmodically now and then as seems convenient and you lose your hold on God. That, that I think is actually really challenging with uh, with what you're sharing there, Helen, because it's almost that the the whole power of the Christian life is actually bound up in this subject of prayer. Is that what we're saying there? I believe. I believe it's that contact. Jesus gave us the example. He was mm. in contact with his father continually. I, I remember a statement by Martin Luther that the more that he had to do that day, the more he had to pray. Yeah, And he yeah. would sometimes spend hours 
hours, three, four hours in prayer before actually going about the other duty. This really challenges a lot of the formalised religion that we've actually got. I mean, because religion has become very, very formal in many ways. I mean, even uh, pastors, you know, some, I remember at one point someone described me as, uh, because I, I'm, a, I'm an ordained pastor, they called me as a professional prayer. <laughs> um, and uh, And that's something that, you know, Pastors are seen as doing prayer on a professional level. And yet what we're saying is that that's not where the power of prayer, formal prayer is not where the power is actually at. No, Mm. absolutely not. You just have to read the Bible about the Pharisees and what have you. But what I actually wanted to to mention to you um, when we were just, I was just saying what I was saying there a moment ago, that prayer is it's a growth, it's a journey. It's a journey. And I, I just remember so many times that God brings me along that he's brought me along this amazing journey, Gary. It's like he's he's been teaching me mm-hmm. and my prayer started off really mimicking other people. Okay. I didn't know how to pray. I, I you know, I didn't know God personally mm. and I didn't understand and I remember in a prayer meeting one night in the church, my very first prayer meeting, we we're all kneeling there and they were going around the circle and it was like a prayer of death to me. Mm. You know, it was creeping death, it was getting closer and closer and everybody was praying mm. out loud and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And the woman next to me, she sensed my embarrassment and she when it got to her she said I'll pass so I said I'll pass and it went on but I got to tell you it went from that to getting to know God loving him so much and I know he loves me that I just want to spend all the time Mm. I I was telling you about Martin Luther before Mm. and I put that to the test myself one day I was working for I was doing some big cakes for the art gallery in town here Mm. in Adelaide and I had an order for 10 big cakes a week and I remember that when I first started doing it, I would take all of Saturday night, well, most of Saturday night and Sunday morning, and then I'd ice them and then we'd deliver them. And I'd always come back to a kitchen full of dishes. Mm. And one one time I thought, no, I'm going to change this after I heard about Martin Luther. And I said, Lord, I want to spend time with you mm. in the morning. Mm. So I did. And my husband came and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm taking time out with God. And he said, well, don't you think you should put some cakes in the oven first? You'll never get through them. I said, it's okay. God and I have an arrangement. It's fine. And I did that. And I did that for a couple of hours. And then I got up and and I went and I started cooking. And Gary, it's hard to believe, but I had the 10 cakes done, iced, all the dishes and everything done, and we were out to deliver them that afternoon. Now, how is that possible? Yeah. yeah. How is that possible? Now, yeah. I don't pray to God because of what he does for me yeah. or what he gives to me. I pray to God because he is my best friend. Mm. Mm. And and he loves me. And so here was another lesson he was teaching me. Yeah. And then yeah. he he brought me from very selfish prayers. You know, too often we just go to God and we forget who he is. And, and it's like we've got a list for the supermarket. Yeah. He's not a supermarket manager. Yeah. And and it's like we say, okay, well, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. And, you know, can I have this? Can I have that? Others, pray- others have described him as Santa Claus, you know. Yes. I mean, too often we actually see God as the great celestial yes. Santa Claus. Yeah. Let me just share something that happened quite a while ago, actually, when I went to um, 
Barmer, is it Barmer? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was having a three-day sabbatical, I called it. And I had borrowed this car that I could sleep in, this van, and I took a table and chairs and my study books and that, and I set them out. And the interesting thing was, at this particular place that I was staying, there was some uh, geese, or a geese that mm-hmm. used to come on on its own, and then a second geese came with it. But they were wild. I was told by the the manager in the shop that no one can get near them. They would come out. They would throw food. You couldn't feed them, mm-hmm. but you threw the food at them. They'd come in same time every morning, and they'd go away, and they wouldn't see them till the next morning. And what I found really interesting was I I had a selfish prayer. Mm. I sat there, and I watched them come and go the first morning, and the second morning I was looking at them, and I said, you know what? would be really nice if those geese had come over. Mm. You know, how exciting would that be, Father? You know, and that's how I was talking. And I said, you know, what's more, it would be really nice if they had out of my hand. Mm. Now, how selfish did I want to be? <laughs> and but the, I know it sounds it, and it was selfish prayer. And the interesting thing was the night before, another couple had come in their van, and they were along just a little way away from me. Anyway, I said, you know, we, God doesn't always answer selfish prayers, believe you me. But it was so interesting because the next morning when they came in, they went up again. Somebody tried to go near, no, they wouldn't have a bar of them, and, and they got fed, and they took off. Mm. And I was sitting there looking at them. I said, oh, come on, Lord, you can bring them back. And you know what happened? I got up and I went to the van and I was leaning over saying, Lord, I'm sorry, that was a terribly selfish prayer. I don't even know why I prayed it. And I turned around and I was eyeball to eyeball with the geese, the two of them. And I just stood and looked at them and I said, wow, not only that, he gave me the privilege of feeding them by hand. <laughs> and, and then they took off. We never saw them again that day. And I just sat there. I was so stunned, so stunned. Yeah. But what it was, it wasn't for me. It was for these people that had camped alongside. Mm. The lady had been in the shower, came out just in time to see the geese coming over. She stood there mesmerized as I fed them, and they took off. The husband was coming down the beach with his dog, and he saw the whole thing. And she said to me, she said, did I just see those geese coming? I said, yes, you did. And she said, but you fed them. Do you know them? I said, no, but my Father in Heaven knows them. And we started talking. She saw the Bible there, and we started talking spiritual issues. Mm. Husband came over the same thing. Mm. Praise God. Mm. It was to his honor and glory that yeah. he answered my yeah. selfish yeah. prayer. Yeah, yeah, and, and And our God has actually got, I call it a delightful sense of humor, because some... Oh. <laughs> Some sometimes some of the uh, the responses that you know we have to prayer are uh, yeah, make you smile. Um, you know what amazes me is that God has made so many promises, and mm. we say we believe Him, and yeah. yet when we pray something and He brings it to to pass. We are stunned. It's a bit like Peter in the Bible yeah. when they were praying for His release. What happened? You know, Peter got out, the angel brought him out, he knocked on the door, Rhoda goes to the door, it's Peter, she closes the door on him, goes back and they said, who is it? Mm. They said, Peter, well, it can't be, we're just praying for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have to trust God. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know I'm rattling on here, I hope I'm probably taking too much. We enjoy you rattling on there, Uh, (laughs) we really do, Helen. Bring it together for us, because our time is starting to to disappear. Okay, I believe, I start my work, my, my prayer life starts in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or through the night if I wake up, I just share with the Father. When I got angry about not sleeping, I have actually 
delighted in that time with him. So there's another part of the journey he took me to. And, and I read a Bible gem in Psalm 5, 1 to 3. It said, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. Unto thee will I pray. My voice shall they hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. You know, the very first breath of the soul should be, Lord, I want to be in your presence, you know. Consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Make this your very first work and let our prayers be, take me, O Lord, as holy thine. I lay all my plans at your feet. Use me today in thy service. Abide with me and let all my work be wrought in thee. Whatever agenda I have for the day, the Lord knows that. And I just say, Lord, that's what I have on my books. Mm. But Mm. I want to do your Mm. agenda, your work. And prayer isn't just five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. No, prayer is talking to a friend. I talk to my best friend throughout the day. Mm. Even when I'm talking with someone else, I can be praying for that person. Mm. Mm. It is amazing, amazing love relationship. And God does talk to us, by the way. Helen. That is powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, there's a there's a, a song that I really love. This is, once again, the uh, Fountain View Academy Orchestra and, and singers, and they're singing showers of blessing because that's what occurs when our Lord God uh, answers our prayers. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we bring. There shall be showers of blessing, this is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing, sent from the Savior Just reviving again
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen's the lay pastoral leader of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, this week we're asking, does prayer work and how do you pray anyway? And today we have a wonderful offer for you. At the conclusion of a Drive Time, we'd like to pray for you. If you'd like us to pray particularly for you, text your first name only and the state that you live in and we'll pray for you personally. You might like to say this is Gary from South Australia. Just text to 0438 066635. That's 0438 066635. Helen, let's come back to, to you again. What have you found? We've got to bring this together. What have you found as the greatest hindrances to maintaining a regular prayer experiences? Gary, I think there are two main ones that come into my mind straight away. Number one is the distractions. The distractions that we go through life and mm. it takes our mind off of focusing on God. Yeah. Um, I, I'm to the stage now where I, this part of the journey with God that I walk through and my house and I'm praying with him. I might be in the shower, showers of blessings, you know, thanking him for cleansing me. You know, and things like that. The other thing is sometimes people say to me, I just find it too hard to find time to pray. Or coupled with that is it just takes so long. God doesn't answer my prayers. Yeah. You know, they're just hitting yeah. the ceiling. I'd like to share a text very quickly. Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Mm. Psalm 91, one of my favorite passages about not being afraid of the terror at night, etc., etc. I would commend to people to read that and then read it in the form of a prayer. Mm. You know, put it in your own words, but pray to God. That particular verse has has stuck by me when I was up in Papua New Guinea mm. in dangerous situations, and that one's brought me a lot of peace mm. in in my mind. When we can pray to God about anything, tell yeah. me that, Helen. Just one question. How do you stop your mind from wandering? Because I know many people have talked to me, and the thing that they've said is, you know, they uh, they might be praying, they're spend, wanting to spend some dedicated time in prayer, and uh, you know, they're they're praying, but then they find that their mind is wandering away onto the assignment that's got to be yes. written today, or you know, w- today's activities. How do you stop your mind from wandering? Well, I guess one one thing that I used to do, I always kept a notebook beside me. Okay. And and a pen. And because it used to frustrate me, I would just stop for a moment, I would just jot down a key word, you know, yeah. do such and yeah. such, yeah. and then I'd go back to my prayer. Yeah. Leave it there and then refocus. Yeah. And I found that was a big help to me yeah. because I was focusing on God. The other thing, too, if I'm praying for people in intercessory prayer, yeah. I'm actually visualizing that person yeah. In, yeah. in my head. There are many... Gary, this is such a huge topic. There are many things we can pray about. There are many things that we can go into prayer. You know, we could talk about this all yeah, year yeah. without uh, any difficulty. I'm conscious, though, I'm, uh, that this particular issue is one that I'm conscious that many of our people do actually um, do actually struggle with, people who are dedicated to prayer. Because I know that in my own prayer life, um, what one of the things that I find is that praying out loud actually allows you to your mind doesn't seem to wander anywhere near as much you know there's actually a reason why i think christ spoke about you know when you pray go into your room and close the door why do you close the door well uh, is it because you don't want maybe it's because prayer 
is actually more effective. I can actually stop my mind from wandering when I'm actually praying out loud. And that's one of those things that I have found tends to work incredibly powerfully for me. When I'm praying out loud, my mind doesn't wander anywhere near as much as when I'm just praying in my mind. Does, does that make sense? It does make sense, Gary. And not only that, that's increasing your prayer life because faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word of God. And yeah. especially if you're praying through the Psalms or something, you're hearing those words again. Um, everybody has different ways of doing things. Mm. I, I admonish people to keep a prayer journal. You know, it's just amazing when you think that God's not hearing prayer and you go back and read your prayer journal. Wow. You're actually the second person this week who's actually said something very similar. Somebody else said that they felt it was important for them to actually handwrite their prayers because their mind tended to uh, to flow easier when they were writing Mm -hmm. their prayers as opposed to just sitting at a desk or, you know, kneeling down and just praying in their, in their mind. But, uh, but you're saying that you actually write down the the requests, the the Mm -hmm. things you pray about, and then you have opportunity Mm -hmm. to review those things. Often I'm, it's like a love letter to God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, st- I start off with, you know, thank you, Father. And then, boy, the, the words just fly out. I pray in my heart. I pray silently in my head when I'm walking, when I'm with people. Um, I will pray out loud. You know, you can pray anytime, anywhere about anything. We have a Father who listens. But let me just quickly tell you that in focusing on God, he's taking me to another level now. My prayers have changed over the last year or so and that was you know I'd be praying and praying you know for healing for someone and um, I can't remember the man's name he came out to a camp Goya Pavel Goya Pavel Goya yes powerful on prayer powerful on prayer absolutely he's got YouTube he's he's on there as well very powerful and you know it's the focus it's the focus Mm. you know before when I would focus on the needs or some problem yes God answered them but now I'm focusing on praising him. Mm. What a change. Yeah. What a change, you know, to praise him and thank him and thank him ahead of time for the answers to prayer. You know, that's my confirmation to God that I believe you're going to do something about this. And that is faith, you know? isn't it? Oh, it's just, and it's, it's an amazing relationship. You know, sometimes I find myself doing that and I don't want to get up. I don't want to off my knees. I, or if I'm walking, I don't want to stop it. You know, it's just a beautiful place to be, even thanking him for the pain that we go through, you know. You yeah, know, that's go- challenging. Well, I've been through a lot of pain in my life, Gary, <laughs> and, and I'm so grateful for that now because I do, I'm not a qualified counsellor, but I do a lot of counselling yeah, through God, yeah, yeah. and I can share with people. I can't feel their pain. I can only feel my own, yeah. but I can empathise because of the the way that God's brought me. Yeah. And and yeah. look, what can I say about him? He is just the most wonderful, awesome being that we can have in our life. Mm. You know, the best friend ever. Mm. And if we give our lives to him and trust him, because there's a lot of trust comes in prayer, and remember to listen to him. This is what the scriptures him. are constantly saying, you know. Uh, and, you know, getting, getting this, call unto me and I will answer you. Yeah. I show you great and mighty things that you know not. And peace, Gary. I have to mention peace. Mm. You know, when you, when you know you might be in the middle, like I've been in the middle of an aircraft accident, yeah. and, and just prayed to God and the amazing peace that I got. It didn't matter whether we lived or died. Yeah. It was yeah. like all was well with the world. 
it's it's just amazing and he gives us life more abundantly yeah. Gary you'll never yeah. shut me up now yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> Helen, it sounds, Helen I'm wondering yeah. would you pray for, pray for our listeners because yeah. I'm conscious that there are some people out there that might, might be saying hey look you know Give me a prayer life. You know, Lord, call me to that sort of prayer life. Lord, they may have needs. Can you pray for those individuals right now? Oh, I'm happy to do that, Gary. Let me also say, don't worry about how another person prays. Just pray from your heart. Okay, let's pray, shall we? Loving Heavenly Father, what a delight, Lord, to speak about you. We cannot live for you and work for you unless you teach us by your spirit to pray like Jesus taught his disciples. Lord, please help us to open our hearts to you as to our very best friend in sincerity, in humility, and earnestly seek to develop a two-way communication with you. Oh, Father, may we learn to pray that we have this everyday experience. Help us, Father, to pray in purity of soul, and we will hear that still small voice talking to us, helping us, teaching us, leading and instructing us until completely united with you. Mm. We may work as a team, Mm. constantly listening and following your divine guidance and the leading of your Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, please touch our hearts mightily. Everyone that's hearing this, Lord, touch their hearts, that they may too experience this wonderful time that they too can have with you, Mm. trusting, obeying, following and loving. Oh, Lord, thank you that you hear our prayers. Thank you you incline your, your ear towards us. Thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you for being a God of all gods. And thank you for loving us. Mm. Bless each one now, I pray, in the precious loving name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it looks like our time is up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Helen Gray on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow as we dig deeper into this week's question. We ask again, does prayer work? And how do I pray anyway? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. Please enjoy Gavin Chatillier as water to the thirsty.